You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. All right, yeah, our roster looks great on paper. Look the hell. All right. But at the end of the day, we better be a good team. And you start building that during this time of the year. Get your sorry ass up! Get your sorry ass up! Doing a lot of talking with somebody that ain't do shit today. Doing a lot of talking. Do you think you're better than Jarrell Revis is right now? I'm better than you. My 24 years of life, I'm better at life than you. Dang, dang! Time is on the word! I ain't never seen you before, huh? Back up, Tanner Coach, you need some help. We're gonna expose you, boy. All right, we coming at your ass. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Let's go! Let's go! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast, proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at FTFPodNet on Twitter, and you can find me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. You can find Mr. Matthew Fox at Nighthawk7734, and the other co-host for the day, Mr. Tony Dyer at Commissioner. MR. We are just one of a ton of great podcasts that are associated with this network, some of which are Jim Day of FF Champs, Corey Parsons and Dr. Roto from Sirius XM Radio, Bob Lung of the award-winning Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, Dwayne McFarland, Blake Sullivan, and a ton of great others. You can find all of our podcasts on FullTimeFantasy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your fantasy news, advice, and strategies. We at the Fantasy Football Roundtable are also excited to be partnering with ExpandTheBoxScore.com. You can find them at XTB, I'm sorry, XTBoxScore. My goodness, guys. Long day. This is ridiculous. We'll start over with XTBoxScore on Twitter. They are fantastic, guys. Some of the best stats in the industry. Some of the best college football stats, which are extremely hard to find. NFL and baseball. They have basketball stats on the way. The stats will blow your mind. $15 a year for a membership. And if you use our code round table, you get 10% off of that. I'm telling you, if you guys are in the stats, want to look at players differently or see what players are performing well. Again, if you follow me on Twitter, any of the college football stuff I post, all of my stats come from there. Uh, they're just phenomenal. Some of the best, as I said, in the industry. And for just 15 bucks a year already is a steal. And then you can use our code roundtable to get 10% off of that as well. One of the best deals you can get in the industry. No doubt about it. Check it out. I'm telling you guys, it is well worth it. As I mentioned, Tony and Matt are back. It's the Thursday podcast, so we're going to have a little bit of fun. We wanted to do our awards season earlier this year. Had some stuff go on that we couldn't do it, so we're going to bring both of them on here. We're going to talk about awards for each, the MVP, I should say, for each division, and then we will give you some buy lows and sell highs. 
It is Thursday, which means we've got Mr. Tony Dyer and Matthew Fox with us today. Guys, how are you guys doing? How have your weeks been so far? Going uh, pretty good. Um, apparently, Colorado has decided that it's time to return to the Hoth system. So, uh, a lot of ice, a lot of chills this morning, but uh, otherwise been pretty good. Doing great. I've got no complaints at all. Uh, everything is going well, really. I mean, football is still happening. So that's plus. I'm like five and five or five and four or four and five and all of my leagues this year. So that's really encouraging. Um, that's kind of, I'm kind of being anyway. Oh, no. Hey, I hear you. At least you're five and five or four and five. I'm like three and six in a ton of leagues and pretty much out of the playoffs in a bunch of them. I've only got a, a couple leagues that are afloat right now, and it's it's really kind of bumming me out. I mean, I guess the good thing is we're already down. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but we're already down to single digits for the fantasy and the NFL season. So I guess I only have to suffer for a couple more weeks, and then I can just uh, look forward to 2020 because that's the way my season has been going. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop on there. So as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to do a little bit of an award show. Uh, we were hoping to do this a couple weeks ago, but different schedules have kind of forced us to push it back a little bit here. We're going to give you guys an MVP for each division and then a buy low, sell high if we can find one. We'll start with Tony here in the AFC North. Who is your MVP of the AFC North division? Gosh, Matt, I'm so sorry to do this. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is my winner for the AFC North. Yeah. And it's not and it's not close. I have a feeling we're all gonna be saying Lamar Jackson. Uh Matt, who is your who's your MVP? Yeah, I also picked uh Lamar Jackson. It's uh it would be hard pressed to pick anybody else. I mean, it was tempting to go with Baker Mayfield, but um he just wasn't quite there. Well, that's my pick. I'm going to go with Baker. How could you be so good with such a shitty team around you? I mean, come on now. No, I'm just kidding. As much as, as, much as it pains me as well. I mean, come on. Let's be honest here, really. We were having this discussion off air. He's got a clown for a head coach. He can't get the ball to his playmakers because Nick Chubb is off the field on third down and fourth down. They're bringing Odell out. They're having to throw the ball to the tight ends. Like, the, the Baker Mayfield. Uh, it, it is Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm with you guys. As much as it pains me to admit that, and really more just be not even because he's a Baltimore Ravens player and I'm a Browns fan, but I honestly thought he was going to regress some this year. I still don't think he's throwing the ball as well as everybody makes it out to be, but what he can do with his legs is just ridiculous. So I am with you guys. He is the AFC North MVP candidate. Do you guys have anybody that you would buy low or sell high on? We'll flip it. Uh, when we do these, we'll do Matt, you, we'll go you first, and then Tony, and then we'll do Tony, you first on all the awards. So go ahead, Matt. Who would you buy low on? Uh, there, I, it's tempting earlier in the day, I was going to say AJ Green because I thought he might come back strong, but apparently he went out to practice today, realized the team was 0 8, and that he had a rookie for a quarterback and decided that he was going to pass on the season. So I don't really think there's anyone, uh, that I would buy low on, um, 
you know, the Browns, I think, will have a better second half, as I've talked about a couple of times on other ones, on other uh, shows. But I haven't seen anybody steeply discounting their players. Um, so I don't know what kind of a deal you could get. I'm still not buying into Cincinnati, and there's really not any pieces on the Baltimore Ravens that you could feel good about getting a deal on either. What about you, Tony? Anybody you would buy low on? Odell Beckham is still a good buy low candidate to me. And you know what? I think A.J. Green, in some senses, maybe I should say that A.J. Green is my buy low candidate. And the reason that I would say that is because today's this week is going to be another week of zero, mm-hmm. where everybody was kind of expecting something. I had projections. I finally had projections in my lineup for A.J. Green. And that's going to be a zero again. So this could be your last shot to get – this could be your – only shot to get A.J. Green for free. And outside of that, I kind of agree with the sentiment that the rest of the the rest of the players available just aren't exactly exciting. Odell Beckham is still a buy low, but just barely. You can't get somebody to give you a discount for Beckham. So I would – okay, technical answer, Odell Beckham. Don't think you can get a discount, so I'll say A.J. Green because I think this is the last of the buy low. That's my answer. <laughs> Do you think AJ Green's going to play? Because the announcement that they gave is that he's out indefinitely. Sounds like he won't play at all this season. That's why I took him off of my because I was on the AJ Green had some good potential because no one's because people have kind of forgotten about him. But if you're in in redraft looking this year, do you really want to swing and buy a player who's probably gone for the year? Well, the the short answer is no. I didn't see whatever it is that you saw. I did not see. So maybe that yeah, the report, my opinion. The report is that he's out indefinitely. Then I suppose that changes things. Then I would, then I would move Odell to my number one by low. Um, my argument remains with Odell that it's going to be difficult to buy him because people who are selling him aren't selling him cheap. The AJ green news is, alarming to me though because i understood that the recovery process would be long but i would have also expected him to come back if for no other reason to, than to audition for a 2020 prospect so i i kind of do still expect it to see him at some point but maybe i'm missing something you may have some information that i need to see yeah the report i'm gonna read it right here says suffered a setback in his recovery process that will keep him off the field indefinitely Green said he will likely not make a season debut. His left ankle is not responding uh, after trying workouts earlier this week. Man, that's a bummer. The ninth-year receiver said he doesn't know how long he will need to stay off the ankle as he continues the rehab process. But if he's back to not being able to be on or put weight on it, I would think yeah. that's a pretty grim sign. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If that's, it sounds like the truth. If that's the truth, then AJ Green is, is definitely off the radar. So my buy low would be Odell Beckham. I don't think that's obtainable though. Yeah, I mean, so I'm with you, Tony. Odell was mine as well. It, it all depends on obviously what you can get him for. You don't want to overpay for him. You might have someone that that is panicking with how bad he's been. You know, me, we did a. 
it would have been a while ago now. We did a right right around Saquon Barkley talks were of him coming back soon. We talked about if you could buy low on Saquon, and I bought low on Saquon. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think I gave up Carson, uh, Chris Carson, and Juju. I think is what it was, and I got Saquon Barkley back, and then he came back a week later. So it all depends. On most leagues, you might not be able to get Odell cheap, but if you can, he's got a bunch of really good matchups. He's actually had. And in playing defenses that give points up to wide receivers, he's played the third strongest schedule. So it has not been easy going for him. And as if you're an Odell owner, you know that. But coming up, you've got after this week in Buffalo, which is the 31st, you've got Pittsburgh, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and then Arizona, Baltimore in the championship week. So he's got a bunch of really good matchups outside of the Baltimore one. Even Baltimore's 13th. So they're middle of, right below middle of the pack. So I'm with you, Tony. I would definitely try and get Odell if you can. You don't want to overpay for him but maybe you can find uh, in one of your leagues someone who's a little bit worried about him uh, especially with the the loss to Denver and you can get them you know uh, get him get him fairly cheap uh, what about you Matt on your sell high who is the guy that you would try and sell high now and capitalize on his value uh, I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson I think he's had uh, an incredible season he's done uh, really well right now he is in ESPN standard uh, fourth in quarterback scoring uh the ravens don't have the don't have the easiest schedule in the second half they play a lot of teams who are in the playoff hunt um you have the division games obviously browns uh, steelers which you know anything happened in division games the steelers played jackson and the ravens tough the first time they played but they're also playing the texans and they're at the rams they got the 49ers they're at the bills in a four-game stretch from November 17th uh, through December 8th, and that's kind of right in the heart, you know, that's week 11, 12, 13, and 14 of the fantasy season. Uh, and, you know, those are going to be some some tough matchups. Um, and, and I think where he is right now and, and the name value he has, somebody might be wanting to scoop him up and go for the playoffs and you could get a good return. And I'm not sure he's going to return, you know, quite those high end performances in those clutch uh, space of time. I agree 100 percent. Anytime you can sell a quarterback in a redraft league for a position player, I agree with it almost 100 percent. I just um, the other day I picked up Drew Brees off of a wire in a redraft league and I sold him for Allen Robinson. And I could have had better options, maybe. But I essentially traded a quarterback for a weekly wide receiver two or three. Anytime you can do that, I'm in full support of it. And with Lamar Jackson, I think you can get obviously a much better player than an Allen Robinson. You could end up with a, I mean, in all reality, you can end up with a weekly wide receiver two or running back two. I, I would, it wouldn't surprise me in, in many of these redraft leagues, especially given the injuries that have happened at the quarterback position. So I totally agree. Lamar Jackson is a great sell-high candidate because a replacement-level quarterback can be found still on the wire, and you're going to be okay. You're going to come out ahead by selling him. Yeah, so just to go a little bit different from you guys, I'm going to stick with Baltimore, and I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. Matt, Matt, me and you have talked about it a bunch of times on trying to sell high on him, uh, and, and we talked about it, I believe, is actually on Monday or Tuesday's, or Tuesday's episode because they played the Monday night game, or the Sunday night game, I'm sorry. 
Uh, and the fact that he's not that involved in the passing game and he's really not getting any touchdowns and that kind of limits his upside because he may get you 20 carries for 150 yards, but that's only 15 points. You need those touchdowns. You need those receiving yards and catches to kind of boost his value even more. Uh, while he has been on a little bit of a downturn here, I would try and sell high on him as being that that running back for Baltimore and seeing what you can get out of him. Obviously, you're going to have to have some kind of RB depth to do that. If he's your main RB2, I would not suggest moving him. Uh, but since both of you guys went, it went Lamar, I kind of wanted to go somewhere different. Let's move on to the AFC South. Tony, who do you have as your AFC South MVP? Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. Very that's, nice. That's relatively easy for me. Um, although I will say, Say that statistically, Deshaun Watson's not having exactly the year that I want him to have. He's still on track for over 4,000 yards, over 30 touchdowns. They're winning games. The team is not exactly what we thought the team would be as an entire unit, but he's still doing Deshaun Watson things to help his team win games, and they're currently on top of the division. So as much as I want to say Jacoby Brissett, because I'm a Colts fan, I don't think I can. I think that I think that Lamar, I'm sorry, not Lamar, that Deshaun Watson makes the most sense. So I'm going to go with Desha- with uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. What about you, Matt? Um, I went with Leonard Fournette. Um, I think you know coming into the season. There were a lot of questions about what kind of Fournette we were going to see uh, last year, kind of a lost season. Um, weren't exactly sure. You know, he had talked to me off season that he had recommitted and he was ready to go, but you weren't exactly sure what you're going to see. And he's been great. He's put up 831 rushing yards. He's caught 40 passes for 295 yards. Uh, in terms of fantasy, right now he's sitting at RB5. For the season, um, which in PPR, which was uh, pretty impressive, and I think that's meant uh, as much to Jacksonville's staying in the race as uh, what Minshew has done. Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about him a lot on here, just uh, and how good he has been, and, and the fact that he stayed healthy as well has been really good for him and his value. I've been torn between a couple players here, but I'm gonna go with Chark, and actually, Tony. I was leaning toward Jacoby Brissett, and the reason I'm going Chark and I was leaning Brissett is because of where you could get them in drafts. Uh, Deshaun Watson was still probably, I'd say at worst, the fifth quarterback drafted in most drafts, so you were probably having to take him, I would say, fairly high, and, and you're getting the production out of him you expected. Nobody expected, well, I shouldn't say nobody because I was very high on him. I know you were as well. I thought Jacoby Brissett was going to be just fine here in, in Indianapolis and with this offense, and he's been doing just fine. So that's why I'm going DJ Chark because I drafted him. I've talked about it before in like the 16th round of a lot of drafts, and he has just done 10 times better than even I thought he would. I thought at best he could be a middle-tier wide receiver two for me in that offense getting Nick Foles. He's sitting at wide receiver eight right now, which is just ridiculous value. So I'm taking him as my MVP. And Matt, I see here that you might be wanting to sell high on him. So we'll go to you with the sell high first, and why do you want to sell high on DJ Chark? Um, I just, you know, I, I think we've seen uh, he started the season incredibly hot, getting a lot of 
<coughs> a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he hasn't been quite as hot of late, but his name is still carrying a lot of weight. And there are a lot of questions with Jacksonville making a quarterback change about who exactly um, is going to be the target there. You know, we only had 11 snaps with Nick Foles, not enough time to make a determination about what receiver he likes, what patterns he might have. So Jacksonville on a bye week this week, uh, this feels like a great time to kind of go out and um, try to see if you can maximize your value, not knowing what he's going to be going forward and thinking um, for me, I'm not sure Jacksonville is able to make that run into the playoffs uh, or if his touchdown rate, you know, we've already seen it dip back. I just think he's a guy you could move uh, and get a lot based on his name with a lot of questions going forward. Tony, who's your sell high? Man, I want to say Derrick Henry. I've never been a big Derrick Henry believer, and he's performing the way that a lot of people said he would. So I might be on the outside looking in. But I'll throw Derrick Henry's name in as a sell-high candidate. If people expected him to be uh, RB1 and he's performing that way, my vote is to get out from underneath it before it collapses because I don't believe that he will be a perennial RB1. So I'm putting Derrick Henry on that list. As am I. That's that's who I was going to go with as well. Matt knows, and I know Matt is as well. I, I guess all three of us are people who are not big on Derrick Henry. And so I'm going to take, take, uh, I guess, just as you said, capitalize on what his value is right now. He had a really good game. He had two, I would, I mean, not, I wouldn't even say they were bad games before this. Capitalize now, sell him high as an RB2, see what you can get back from him and move on. But, Who, but can I, yeah, go ahead. Can I hijack this conversation for a second? Yeah. Why, why do the three of us all not like Derek Henry? Because he's been doing the job. He has. Just a, for a year and a half now, I mean, I will. Ad- I feel like I'm biased against Derrick Henry, and but I just don't like him. So can somebody help me understand what this feeling is? Matt, you want to take this one? Or you want me to go? I, like, I mean, I think Derrick Henry's fine for what he is, but I, I think he's kind of an unimpressive low-end running back, too, that has some explosion games. And when you get those explosions, then everybody talks about how great he is. uh, And it just doesn't match. It just doesn't match up. You know, he has 644 yards and six touchdowns. That's not too bad. 164 receiving and a couple of touchdowns. But if you look at his week to week game log, you know, he has big games and then he has games where he's just not getting a, a ton. And it feels like you're, TD dependent. I think part of it too is if you had that Derrick Henry and maybe a better, more efficient offense, you'd feel more confident of what you were going to get week to week. But sometimes that Tennessee offense is just abysmal to watch. Um, Henry, though, I mean, I feel like he's the only um, player I feel comfortable starting. But at the same time, I don't know that I would see him necessarily as a sell high because I think everybody sees him for what he is, which is basically a high end RB two. I don't know that you're going to get more than that for him. And I think he's pretty reliable in that stretch. Uh, he has an unfortunate week 11 bye, but I just don't, he doesn't, I don't think he has the ceiling, the consistent ceiling of some of the other players and he can have a woeful floor, you know, like week six, he got yeah. 15 carries, but he only got 28 yards. 
Yeah. He's not super consistent in the passing game. You know, he's he's not caught more than three passes in any single game. Now, sometimes he takes it for 75 yards and a touchdown, but that's not something you can count on either. Right. Uh, so Matt hit on most of it for me. I just, I don't, the easiest way for me to put it is I just, he's just not that consistent for me. Like Matt mentioned earlier, he had 164 receiving yards. He got 75 of those in the Browns game in week one when he took that screen pass for 75 yards and a touchdown. I, I just don't. He's very boomer bust for me. He doesn't bring you those consistent numbers every single week. I don't like to compare players, but I almost kind of see him as Lamar Miller. He's going to get you those RB2 numbers by the end of the year, but it's not on a week-to-week basis. It's He's a good game here, a couple bad games, really good game here, a couple, three or four bad games, explosive game here where he finishes his RB1 with 45 points, and then a couple bad games again. He gets you the RB2 numbers at the end of the year, but it's just not that every week. I would rather, while I agree, Matt, there's probably a lot more people who view him as an RB2 than anything else. I'd rather trade him for someone that is more consistent as an RB2, though, if that's possible. I mean, just looking at the list, again, it's not easy to know who you could trade. But like Todd, well, Todd Gurley hasn't been that great this year. But there's a lot of players below him that I think you might be able to get. Like a Josh Jacobs is below him. Philip, Lin- I'd rather have Philip Lindsay over him. I, and all honesty, I'd rather have Mark Ingram. I just said I'd sell high on him. I'd rather have Mark Ingram over him. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Jordan Howard, Kamara, James White. Like there's a lot of players below him on the list you might be able to get that I think I'd rather have than Derrick Henry moving forward. Who do you have as your... AFC East. Well, we got to do our buys really quick if anybody has any. I actually don't have a a buy low in this one, so I'll let you two take it. Who do you have as your buy low? I actually Uh, don't have a buy low either. I'll pass this one. I'll pass this one. I thought my buy low... um, I was looking at a guy like Carlos Hyde. I think, uh, you know somebody that you're picking up that you might need uh, to be able to throw into RB2 or a flex range um, still doesn't have a, a ton of traction and people have been burned by him the last couple of years. But if you look at it, he's getting really consistent carry share. And as they go uh, down the stretch, a lot of teams that are moving toward the playoffs seem to lean heavier on running backs. And I think we've seen, especially his last game, Jacksonville 19 carries 160 yards he had 19 for 83 against Oakland. You know, he's getting some work. Kansas City, they gave it to him 26 times, 116 yards and a touchdown. He seems to be getting consistent carries and opportunity. Uh, and for most teams, even teams where we haven't seen uh, good production like Miami or uh, Cincinnati or uh, Tampa Bay, you know, when you see somebody who's emerging as a lead back, you're you're talking about them being in RB2 range. I just don't think Hyatt's been in that conversation. Seems like a guy you could grab that could really help you out. Yeah, just, just to throw it out there, mine was going to be Paris Campbell. We talked about him a little bit the other day, and then obviously he suffered that injury, which just sucks because I think he was on the cusp here, especially with the Hilton injury of coming on and being a – what we all hoped he would be here on the second half of this season. Now let's move on to the AFC East. And Matt, I see uh, your MVP candidate's fairly interesting, but Tony, who is yours? AFC East is interesting because it's kind of so top-heavy. Um, so is this supposed to be from a fantasy perspective or from a football's perspective? Help me out here. Whichever way I you want to go. I from a fantasy perspective for mine. The... It's this division is really, really difficult. 
because I want to say it's a Patriots player, but I can't specifically name one Patriots player that's getting me the wins. The Bills, I guess I'm going to say Josh Allen. Or no, no, wait, wait, wait. I'll say John Brown because John Brown went to a new offense, took over the offense. He's doing exactly what he used to do. Illness seems to be gone. I'll say John Brown is my MVP out of the AFC East. All right, Matt, who is yours? Mine is the Patriots defense special teams. (laughs) I mean, I I wrote about this if you read my uh, Monday column when I was doing midseason awards. I think they're easily the first half of the year fantasy football MVP. You don't think about defense special teams a lot. We have always been uh, taught and told, you know, you draft it in the last few rounds. Streaming is great. The Patriots defense special teams has put up 61 more points than the second closest, you know, than the second place team. There are entire teams, once you get out of the top 10, that haven't put up 61 points for an entire season. The, um, just the, advantage it's given you know i think we've we've also seen that in terms of real life football analysts have talked about if the patriots hadn't scored a single offensive touchdown they still would have been four and four at Mm -hmm. one point in time yeah um you know it's just simply been uh incredible they have six touchdowns 19 interceptions eight fumble recoveries 32 sacks one safety and two blocks in their nine games i mean it's it's unreal uh, and it's just been, that's, you know, he talked about it. it feels like it should be a Patriots player, but how do you single one out? It's really been the defensive side of the ball because their offense has moved through a lot of different people. There hasn't been a consistent uh, stud. I think their defense has really helped carry them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, for me, I'm I'm going to go with Josh Allen, who you mentioned there first, Tony, before you switched to John Brown. Uh, I would say the same thing kind of with Lamar Jackson. He was the quarterback that was probably taken as your QB2, if you're even one of those people who rosters two QBs. Either that or you picked him up off the waiver wire. His rushing ability alone is bringing you back a ton of points. He's getting a ton of rushing touchdowns. I know he missed the one game uh, and then obviously got injured in the Patriots game. But outside of that, has been really good for fantasy. So give me Josh Allen. Tony, who is uh, your uh, I was going to say sell high, buy low in the AFC East. Ooh. Buy low. Le'Veon Bell. And I'm Very buying really, really low, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm buying super low. I do believe in Dwayne Haskins. The whole I'm seeing ghost things has me way freaked out. Like, maybe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not backing off of him just over one or two terrible games. He's a very young quarterback under Adam Gase, so I'm going to give Haskins the benefit of the doubt. You mean Darnold? I think that Darnold. Sorry, I'm so no, sorry. Right. I was thinking of yeah. I'm sorry. Multiple bad situations in my head. <laughs> I think that there's a chance that Le'Veon Bell can still be fantasy relevant, even though the Jets will not become relevant in real life. So I'm still buying, but I'm buying very low. So I don't know if that's a deal that can be made. It might not be. Uh, I would think so. Uh, so let me throw this out here to you before before we get yours, Matt. Someone sold 
Le'Veon Bell for John Brown, and I cannot remember the running back, but it was a a running back to, it may have even been Carlos Hyde, if I can remember correctly. Would you do that deal to get Le'Veon Bell? A hundred times, yeah. Matt, what about you? I would. I mean, I, I do not believe that the Jets are going to rebound at any point this season, as sad as it makes me. I have 19 shares of Le'Veon Bell. No one loves Le'Veon Bell more than me, but the Jets suck. And they cannot block. <laughs> but that's my problem, is I don't like Le'Veon Bell. I don't like – I just don't like the – I I guess I don't I don't know why I say that. But anyway, I like – Le'Veon Bell is an elite player, so I like Le'Veon Bell. I should say that. I don't – I don't think it's necessary for the, the Jets to do well for Le'Veon Bell to do well in fantasy purposes. I mean, he catches – he gets eight targets, rushes the ball 17 times – He's an RB1, right? Even- unfortunately, with the volume of their offense and not being able to sustain plays and the absurd play calling, you can't even be guaranteed that minimum floor. I mean, that's been the problem with Le'Veon Bell so far this season. Uh, he's been totally up and down. Sometimes he, d- he has two targets in a game and doesn't catch a single pass. It's ridiculous to think that's the case. But if you're talking about somebody in Carlos Hyde who, you know, is going to get 19 to 21 carries on a much better offense and get some goal line carries because they're actually going to have a chance of getting to the goal line or John Brown, who's getting clearly a 25 to 30% target share in a team that's actually able to move the ball, you know, to me, week to week, you're losing out on that. I love it, Fox. We would have been on opposite sides of that deal, and we both would have felt like we won. That's a good deal. I feel like that's a that's a good trade. I actually like that trade a lot because you're absolutely right. Everything you said is correct, and I 100%, especially when you talk about opportunity share. And, yeah, Carlos Hyde's going to touch the ball, and John Brown's going to get the targets. Yes, you're absolutely right, and I'm going on the upside. I'm swinging for the fences here. I agree with that. I agree with you 100%. All right, Matt, who is your buy high? Or, I mean, sell, buy low. My goodness, I can't talk. My buy low is still Sony Michelle, and I know no one has frustrated or disappointed people more in the first half of the season, but I've been saying for a few weeks where we saw Sony Michelle really kill it for the Patriots was uh, as we got late November and through December when the weather changes and the style of play changes for the Patriots on the East Coast, and I still think it's coming. Interesting. I would not have not have expected you to go there. Sony Michelle is is really getting on my last nerve at the moment. I, I own him in a couple leagues, and and he is not really helping my rosters out. Let's see here. Buy low for me. I'm torn between two players. Uh, you know what? I'm just as much as it hates for. I'm gonna revert. I don't want to say reverse jinx it. Jinx it. I'm gonna speak it into the ether. Maybe they'll make it happen for me. I'm gonna agree with you, Matt. I'm gonna go Sony Michelle buy low on him. I know I would sell him right now for nothing. You could probably <laughs> offer me. You could offer me Antonio Callaway of the Browns, and I would take that deal right now. As much as I hate Sony Michelle, so I'm with you, Matt. If you can buy low on Sony Michelle and hope that he does end up doing what he did at the back half of last year, that that would be a good move for you because he will likely finish as an RB two and help you through the back end of the fantasy football season and into the playoffs. Who is your sell high, Tony or Matt? I'm sorry, Matt. 
Uh, mine's going to be the same as my MVP, the Patriots defense special teams. I have seen a few people uh, have posted that they've gotten some ridiculous uh, trade offers of decent RB2 or WR2s for a defense. And they're like, well, but the Patriots defense is, is such a lock. No defense in fantasy football is worth a running back two or a wide receiver two. If you can get one of those, you take it and run. The Patriots defense has been incredible. I'm sure they're still going to be good. I'm also fairly confident they're not going to maintain the same pace they did down the stretch. I would much rather have a productive position player. What about you, Tony? I'm so glad to hear that you would sell the Patriots defense. I've got them in one standard scoring league, and I've really thought, I've never thought about this before, but about offering a, a defense on the trade block. This is finally the year that it feels like that's necessary. So I'm really, really excited to hear you say that. I just want to leave it right there because I've been feeling that way for a long time and it felt crazy. So everything that you said, I agree with 100%. I'm selling high on the Patriots defense. For me, see, I would kind of agree with both of you. So to go different, and this might sound a little bit crazy, but uh, I'd probably sell high on Julian Edelman. I'm not 100% sure with Sanu coming on if Nikhil Harry does come back at all, uh, which I do think part of that would would predicate me trading him. Uh, I think he might see a little bit less in targets if they do start to run the ball more with Sony Michelle. I know Julian Edelman is Brady's guy, uh, but I think I would I would try and sell hot on Julian Edelman. He's a wide receiver one right now, so you could probably get a you know a decent wide receiver two, maybe even package him for a wide receiver two RB two and build your depth. So I would sell high on Julian Edelman. Last in the AFC, Matt's favorite division here, the AFC West. Who is your MVP, Tony? Gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as much as I want to say Patrick Mahomes, is it, if he's not going to continue playing games, it can't be Patrick Mahomes. He just has to play more games. So then I would think about the rest of the Chiefs offense. It's just messy. I hope that the MVP – well, I'm looking at it from an NFL standpoint. A fantasy standpoint, I'm sorry. A fantasy standpoint, Tyreek Hill. I'll go with Tyreek Hill. He was a guy that was bought at a very low value that has returned to exactly what he was before. So everybody who got him on the cheap is reaping the benefits. So I'll say Tyreek Hill. Except for those, what, first seven weeks when he wasn't available? Well, I understand. I understand. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's made up for it. That's That's for sure. All right, Matt, who is yours then? My soul won't allow me to pick a child beater. I know. As my MVP, so I'll pray for you. Um, Austin Heckler is my MVP. I mean, the guy, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, remember now because, you know, his value's taken a little bit of a hit the last couple of weeks, even though he's still been a pretty solid flex to RB2 value, but he was like a top two running back for the first four or five weeks. Um, just killing it out there. Uh, and I, th- I thought his production was really great, kind of made the Chargers' decision uh, to not give in to Melvin Gordon look pretty good. Uh, Matt, I'm, this might uh, be a little bit after your own heart here. I'm going Cortland Sutton. I mean, he has been phenomenal the entire season. I, I can't even think off the top of my head how many bad games he's had. Maybe one. He's been extremely good with Joe Flacco. We saw he still scored a touchdown, and in my opinion, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, Denzel Ward, this past weekend. 
drafted him probably. I know in, in a couple of my redraft leagues, I saw him go closer to round 10. I didn't see him getting drafted really anywhere before that, maybe eight or nine. Still, that's great value on a guy who's a high-end wide receiver too right now. So with all the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, as, as Tony said, it's an easy one. We don't know if he'll, be coming, if he'll come back and play any more games. In all honesty, he wasn't even, I shouldn't say that good because he was still phenomenal, but not what we thought he'd be. He did regress a little bit toward those last couple games before he, he had the dislocated kneecap. So give me Cortland Sutton. Who would you sell high? I'm God, I keep messing that up. Buy low on, Matt, if I can ever get this right. My own show, and I can't even read my notes right. Who would you buy low on? Um, so my my buy low is Damian Williams, um, and I know he was another one that has crushed people's souls and dreams uh, the first half of the season, but I think a couple weeks ago and against that Green Bay game when uh, LaShawn McCoy put it on the ground and we saw them go to Damian Williams in the fourth quarter and he looked really good. And then last week he seemed to be the guy they went to and he produced, I think we saw maybe a turning of the tide a little bit. And there was a reason people were excited about potentially seeing Damian Williams based on what we saw him do in this offense last season. I believe uh, from what I've seen, Mahomes is questionable, and they but they think he's going to play this week. So yes, I did. You know see that. that offense returns. You know, Tyreek Hill is back. Sammy Watkins is there. Hardman, Kelsey, you can't defend them all when they're in there. And I think the running back in that offense ha- will produce value. And it looks like Damian Williams is about to get the major share there. Um, and you can still get him for pretty cheap. So he was my buy low. Tony, who was yours? I wouldn't normally. Keenan Allen. The short answer is Keenan Allen. I like it. I like it. He just unfortunately hasn't been living up to expectations, but the name is still so ingrained in people that they're paying a premium. I don't have the trade in front of me, but I just saw just. A couple of days ago, a friend of mine overpaid for Keenan Allen, and I felt heartbroken for him. I encouraged him. I pat him on the butt, told him he was going to be okay, but I knew in my heart that he overpaid. And the reason he did it is because of the name of Keenan Allen. He's not been producing. The offense has kind of been messy. There's a lot going on. I'm avoiding Keenan Allen. Anyway, sell high. (laughs) All right. Ah, oh, my sell high. Who would I be? Well, my buy low is going to be Keenan Allen. We we talked about him, obviously, a little bit uh, on the last episode, Matt. We both thought he would be a good buy low candidate. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I mean, I think really if you go back, he's had five top 25 weeks and he's not scored. He scored one touchdown this year. I actually don't think he scored a touchdown this year. So it's been crazy that he's been held out of the end zone. I think that's the biggest thing hurting him. I, I like the Chargers. I think Phillip Rivers and them, now that they got the ra- ground game g- going a little bit more with Melvin Gordon, I think they're going to start leaning heavier on the pass, not be able to, to be so one-dimensional if that makes sense. And I think Keenan Allen will start to boost back up and produce uh, the way that I think he can. My sell high, uh, Darren Waller, maybe? I'm just, we've seen two weeks of it okay. now. He, he's, he's just not producing the way he was earlier. I kind of feel like it now is the time to get out if you can. I could be dead wrong on this one because we saw here's with Jared Cook. Go ahead. What do you, here's my question is yeah. if you sell that, because I wanted to say Darren Waller. Uh-huh. Let's say you've got Darren Waller as your tight end, you're starting him every week. Yeah. 
you sell Darren Waller, what are you going to play in your tight end position? Well, yeah, that's depends. the real thing about selling a tight end. And real quick on Keenan Allen, I looked it up for you. He has three TDs, but none since week three. Week three, okay, gotcha. So still well, three TDs, that's not bad, but still he has not scored since week three. I, 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 he's still putting up decent points. I know he's not blowing the world away, but if he gets you a couple touchdowns here or there throughout the rest of the season, he's going to come back. Now back to the – to the tight end discussion. Okay, so that that all depends. I'm big on some guys that you you'd have to take a risk, I guess, is the way to put it. So I'm trying to think of what the trade was that I saw go down the other day. This was a dynasty league, so it wasn't redraft, so it's a little bit different, but I believe they sold Darren Waller for a first and Chris Herndon. I would do that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I understand you're yeah, taking a risk on Chris Herndon. But that first round pick alone is worth more than and then Waller, in my opinion. Now, redraft, I don't know because I kind of feel like most people are going to take the attitude of it's a redraft league. I, why do I need a tight end, if that makes sense? So I don't know what you could do redraft-wise. Maybe you could get a, a wide receiver, too, and then at that point replacing him. It depends on what's on the waiver wire. I mean, technically, I would say Darren Waller was probably on the waiver wire for most people in their redraft leagues. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. My sell high from the, in the West was also out of the Raiders because I, I, I get the wanting to possibly move on from Waller. I think the Raiders have been better than many of us thought they were going to be at the first part of the season. And I don't know how well they're going to be able to keep that up going down the stretch. My sell high out of there was Tyrell Williams a little bit for the same probably reasons. He's had some, a couple of games, but he has five touchdowns. He scored a touchdown in, all five the first five games he actually played uh, this season, which I didn't think was super sustainable. And if you're looking at his receptions and yardage, if he doesn't have those touchdowns, you know, how good does he look? Uh, you know, catching three for 36 isn't great for a, a guy that people are talking about as a top-end wide receiver, too, all of a sudden. It's because he had those five touchdowns in five games that he played. I think the Raiders will come back to earth a little bit, and that might be what we're seeing with Waller, too. Yeah. What about you, Tony? I'm sorry, I got lost in other notes. Ask me that question one more time. Who is, uh, who is your uh, sell high? Is it Darren Waller well, as well? His so high, I thought. His so high was Keenan Allen. Oh, that, my bad. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, well, then that technically completes the AFC, so let's move on to the NFC, and we'll start in the North. Who is your MVP, MVP candidate for the NFC North? MVP for NFC North? Yes, sir. Whew. Is it Dalvin Cook, or is it Aaron Rodgers, or is it Aaron Jones? Ah. Uh, I mean, I know which way I'm going. I, I feel like it's a very easy answer. I honestly thought all three of us would have the same player. So, but who who is yours? Yeah. I'm going to say Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that's for mine the as well. Yeah, to the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all on the same page there. I mean, incredible numbers and what he's done has been incredible. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you're talking actual football, I would say Aaron Rodgers, but fantasy, it has to be Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's. And on top of that, how frustrating does it have to be? Is Because so, I picked it at the back end of a couple of redraft leagues, and I passed on Dalvin Cook because I just wasn't sure if he could stay healthy. And how much I am kicking myself seeing the numbers that he's putting up. Because he, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a league winner because he has been phenomenal. I, I get the yeah. Aaron Jones being in the discussion, but he's had so many bad weeks. I think was Dalvin Cook's worst week band, like 13 points, 14 points. Like, he has been phenomenal all season long. 
Yeah, Dalvin Cook is a league winner. There's no way around it. Yeah, unfortunately. His lowest scoring uh, oh, league, according to ESPN, is 13.4 okay. against that. the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, which is one of the best rush defenses in the league right now, so that tells you something. Yeah, he had 41 yards and a touchdown, two receptions for 13 yards. My goodness. All right, well, since we all agree on that, Matt, who is your buy low in the NFC North? Uh, my buy low is Devontae Adams, you know, a guy like coming into the season we thought might be wide receiver one overall, obviously got off to a little bit of a slow start and then was out with that toe injury for a long time. And uh, quietly, you know, all the talk in Green Bay shifted back to the, the running backs. But we saw Devontae Adams for first game back last week. Um, his team sucked, but he got a ton of targets, caught seven passes for 41 yards, which doesn't sound great until you look at what the rest of Green Bay did. I think that just tells you he's going right back in to fill what was, in most of our feeling, an incredible void among receivers. There wasn't an alpha dog when he wasn't out there that in that receiving game. And obviously when he came back, Aaron Rodgers was like, welcome back, my friend. I'm going to pepper you with targets. And I think that can mean nothing but good things going down the stretch. I agree 100%. And Devontae Adams is my buy low also. It's it's a new offense with a new head coach. Aaron Rodgers is fully supportive of the system. He's had nothing but good things to say. He's had very positive things to say about a lot of wide receivers. But he loves Devontae Adams. We already know that. Devontae Adams is a little bit behind the ball. It's going to take him a couple of weeks to get up to speed with where Aaron Rodgers is at. That's natural. But I expect Devontae Adams to – all of his points are going to be backloaded. Mm-hmm. He's going to have all the points when you want them at the end of the season, the championship. I'm buying every Devontae Adams share I can get. All right, so I agree with both of you on Devontae Adams. So if you're looking for another player that you could buy low on, I'm going with my guy David Montgomery. I know he's had two big games, but not a lot of people are talking about him still as a very good running back. He has some of the best matchups moving forward from this point out. Philly was his toughest one. He's got Detroit, the Rams, the Giants, Detroit again. Dallas is a tough matchup. But then Green Bay and Kansas City in the final two weeks of the season. All of those top five matchups outside of Dallas. Just a cream of the crop schedule moving forward. I think he's going to get more involved. We keep seeing Matt Nagy saying, hey, I need to stop being an idiot. And if you go back and look, David Montgomery is getting a ton of carries every single game. I know he got two one-yard touchdowns. We, we talked a lot about that on the podcast the other day, Matt. But they're fantasy points, and that's all that matters. So give me as much David Montgomery as I can get. I think he's going to be good moving forward and has a lot of plus-plus matchups. Who is your sell high? My sell high was Stephon Diggs. Um, I think you might actually see a pretty decent game from him this week against Dallas with Thielen likely out. Um, I'm tired of riding the roller coaster. You know, uh, Diggs has had some incredibly high highs, but he's had some incredibly low lows. I just don't see the consistency uh, in the passing game, probably in part because Cook has been so good uh, and and just because of the way they're playing. So I would try to, to move him for somebody that gets excited by his name. What about you, Tony? Gosh, the, I like this division a lot, so. I have a hard time selling any of them low. I mean, selling 
I'm sorry, I don't think any of them high. Mar- Marvin right. Jones. I would say Marvin Jones if I had That's to answer. That's a good one. I like that. He's, he usually has three to five games as a wide receiver one and a bunch of games as a wide receiver three. And it props him up to be a top 24 wide receiver. And he's already had those three great games. So he's the guy that I'm trying to sell right now because there's a chance that he continues to have two and three and four touchdown games, but it's not not likely. So you've got a lot of players. It's players who aren't paying attention are looking just to points scored each week. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, Marvin Jones is a guy I've got to have. Right. Take advantage of that right now because – it's going to reduce. It's going to go down. He'll end up as the wide receiver 39. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So I was trying to pull it up really quick while you were talking there. I actually made a trade uh, earlier this uh, week. And why can I not find it on my phone? There we go. All right. So I sent for, um, well, see, dang it, Dynasty again. I was trying to remember if it was my redraft one or Dynasty one. In the Dynasty, I got, I gave up Devonta Freeman, who's another guy that I think you should sell high on, and Marvin Jones, and I got back Michelle uh, a 2020 and a 2021, uh, 2020 first and a 2021 second. And it was all based on what Marvin Jones had done the past couple weeks, him putting up all those points, and I wanted to try and capitalize on that. So I'm with you. Marvin Jones, if you can sell high on him, you can. I, I, I do agree with you too, Matt, on Stephon Diggs. You know, as we've, we've lamented about it many times on here, and both of us owning Stefan Diggs and how frustrating he is, I just don't know what you could sell him for at the moment. I've been trying in a couple of my redraft leagues, and nobody's biting. Doesn't help when he just had like a two-point game last week. So, But I would, I would agree with both of you. I'd sell high on both of them if you could. Let's move on to the NFC South. Who is your MVP candidate in the NFC South? Uh, I don't know why I asked that. It's got to be the same for everybody, right? Yeah, can we just all agree on this? Yeah. <laughs> if, Christian if, okay. McCaffrey. Wait, what? Christian, Christian McCaffrey? Is that is that who you're going with too, Tony? No. No, I was going to go with um, Ted Ginn. So was I. He just, he's what? just plays for the yeah. Panthers, right? Yeah. What, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, no, it has to be. I hope Christian McCaffrey wins the NFL MVP as well, man. This He has yeah. been ridiculous this year. I wish I owned him. I have literally zero shares of him, and it makes me cry every single Sunday because I, I seem to play him every Sunday as well, which is actually physically possible being in as many leagues as I am in. It, it's just very frustrating. Do either one of you <laughs> own him? No. Yeah. no. God, it's so No, man. The guy so in depressing. my work league that got him at pick six is just loving life. God, I had, pick I six? had an offer once. Somebody offered me – McCaffrey for Barkley. They'd switch me. Well, yeah, I passed. I kept Barkley. Uh, but would... you know what? At the time, it probably made sense. And Christian McCaffrey in 2019 is what we saw Saquon Barkley doing every yeah. year in 2018. So I don't begrudge that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That would be hard. As someone who owns Saquon Barkley, I mean, right now, would you do it? Yeah, if you want to win the championship this year. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey keeps this up. I, I have more faith. But I won't do it. No, I won't do that. I own him now, and I feel like I can win now. But I have. Right. I feel like I have the better running back now. And as oh, long I agree. As he's healthy. Of course, the teams, both teams suck. Like, that's yeah. just the reality <laughs> of it. So <laughs> it's just a matter of which player is better. So I still feel like Barkley. But it is crazy that Christian McCaffrey is in the conversation of – number one running back in football. 
Well, I think in in fairness to him, he was up there to begin with. Like that's what that's why when when uh, my goodness when I don't my God, Matt, I don't know why your name just completely jumped out of my head when Matt said that one of the guys in his league got him at six. I had a stroke over here, like six. <laughs> I wish I, I I picked that six in one of my redraft leagues, and he went ahead of Barkley. And I was I and I'm not gonna lie at the time I was like, wow, you're an idiot, dude. What are you doing? CMC over Barkley? And I mean and all year he's been rubbing my face in it, and, and righteously so, because McCaffrey's been amazing. But I would have loved to been able to get Christian McCaffrey at six if that was possible. So yeah, I, but I am in long term, Tony, I'm with you. There as much as I love CMC, there's no way that you can take him and, and over Barkley. Barkley, I think, is going to be phenomenal for... Uh, he's one of those backs that I could see like Adrian Peterson. He, he's going to be around forever. So so I wouldn't lament that too much. So since we all agree on him, let's see here. Who is your buy low in the NFC South, Matt? Uh, I'm going with Alvin Kamara, a guy who was uh, pretty much a consensus top three pick going into the season. Um, had a little bit of a, a rough patch and some injuries. Um, I've seen some people, you know, looking to, to move him, uh, thinking he was going to bounce back, thinking that what they saw from Latavius Murray the last two weeks means that's going to eat into his work. I don't feel that way. I want to get him and get ready for the playoff run explosion. What about you, Tony? I want to agree, but it's boring if I just say <laughs> yes to everything you say also. So... I'm going to say Ronald Jones. Oh, no. That's my guy. That's who I was going <laughs> to go sorry, with. Man. I know Matt knew but that was I've, coming. I can't help it. If I've got to be my own individual, I can't just copy everything Fox says. No, Fox is good. very smart. Well, I want to do everything What does he the says, Fox but... say? Isn't that how that song goes, right? What does the Fox say? It's a really annoying yeah. oh, song. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just saw, okay. Sorry. Continue. Continue with – hey, you can always come on here and talk love for Ronald Jones because that's my guy. So go ahead. Listen, tell me why. I – Okay, I don't like Ronald Jones. Oh, come on, man. What the hell? <laughs> at all. I don't like him at all. But uh, but he's getting the support of the coach. And that's good enough for me. He can still be bought because production is still up and down. So if I had to name somebody right now, I would be buying Ronald Jones. And that's because he's still cheap. And I don't like him. And I think he's not very good at football. Ugh. But oh, I know, I know, I know. Well, but he gets say, touches, and touches equals fantasy points. That is so true. Ronald Jones. That is true. Volume is king in fantasy, and so is opportunity. And that's why Ronald Jones is going to blow everybody out of the water, because he is magnificent at football. He he is the soon-to-be MVP of the league come 2024-ish, probably. No, I'm just, he's very good at football. I, I truly believe that. I've been someone who has been hyping him up for the past two years now. Obviously, last year was a huge letdown. Finally has a coach that believes in him. I mean, it only took 10 weeks, but, you know, we're, we're here now, so that's all that matters. Bruce Arians, I think, is going to be able to get the best out of Ronald Jones. I love him. You can. I am a little worried you might not be able to buy that low on him now that he has been announced as the starter. I would have tried to do this weeks ago. I've done that, actually, in a couple leagues and bought low on him. Uh, I think he's going to be phenomenal throughout the rest of the season. We talked about it a little bit on the pod the other day because he's got a couple of really good matchups coming up. Love me some Ronald Jones. Think he could end up being a league winner if then the fact that you could get him, plug him in your flex spot. And I think he could easily get you 12 to 15, 16 points every single week. Who is your sell high, Matt? Well, first, let's let's classify he has a coach that believes in him more than he believes in Peyton Barber. 
That's all that matters. He believes in him. That it doesn't. It doesn't matter who else is there. My uh, uh, my sell high was Devonta Freeman. Um, you know, he's had a, a couple of good games, um, but that's been largely thanks to getting uh, some some big run in the passing game and getting a touchdown or two. That could continue. Hard to say if it will. Atlanta is not a very good team. They have a really poor line. His rushing efficiency has been crap, and he's always a danger to get injured. That's difficult. This one's really difficult for me. I want to say Teddy Bridgewater, but he's being benched. I want to say Christian McCaffrey, but he can't be sold. I want to say DJ Moore, but he's still not respected. This one's actually really, really difficult for me. Help me out here. Come on. Come on, Matt. Help me out. Uh, Let's see here. Who do I have as mine? See, that's the problem. I was looking too, because mine was Devonta Freeman. That's why I brought up that trade earlier. It just happened to be two of the guys that I would sell high on. I mean, because there's really nobody on Panthers. I don't think there really is a lot of guys that you're selling high on out out of the South. I mean, you could Maybe make a case for Austin Hooper if you think he's going to fall off. But it's the same as when you're talking about Darren Waller. Hooper seems to have a pretty solid spot in the pecking order. Yeah, He's been tight end one. Could he slip from that? Sure. But still, even having tight end five or six would be a boon considering position. Okay. Okay. You answered the question for me. It's Austin Hooper. If anybody believes that Austin Hooper is a top five wide receiver, I mean a a top five tight end, I'm selling him. And if I can get a wide receiver or a running back two in exchange, I'll play the streaming game. That's the answer for me. I would sell high on uh, Hooper. Okay. I'll disagree with both of you because I really don't have any. Like I thought about Kamara just because it's not necessarily that I'm that worried about Latavius Murray, but I am a little bit worried about his health. Does Drew Brees end up throwing the ball more? Does Kamara lose some workload? I'm not sure. I mean, outside of that, I mean, Freeman's the easy one. I don't think you can sell high on. There's nothing that you could get unless you're, I was going to say CMC, but unless you're giving, unless someone walks up to me and says, I'm going to give you Saquon Barkley and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I'll, I'll do that. But chances are you're not going to get anything close to the worth of CMC. There's nobody on the Buccaneers. Maybe Godwin, if you think he's going to fall off more. He's had a couple bad weeks, but I don't. I still think he's going to end up being right around a wide receiver one at worst, like 13 or 14, so high-end wide receiver two. So there's really nobody for me. I guess I'll go Godwin if maybe you can get a huge package for him. Uh, but I still think that'd be somewhat regrettable in Dynasty. If you're doing a redraft, you can get somebody good out of it. I, I, maybe, I guess, Godwin. But it, that one is really tough for me as well. Let's see. Uh, this division's actually going to be the one that's really interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious to see if any of us have the same player, and that is the NFC East. So, Tony, kick it off. Who is your uh, AFC, AFC, NFC uh, MVP? Dak Prescott. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to have the same guy, to be honest with you. I think no, we're all going to have the mine, same guy. Mine's not Dak, actually. So, Matt, who's yours? Because you're a Cowboys hater. I mean, that's <laughs> not necessarily mine is also true. Dak, uh, mine's also Dak Prescott. You really? Know, contract year. He started off hot. Um, he's carrying him early. I think he's been been really good for them. I think mine's going to surprise you. You want to take a guess at who you think it is? Something ridiculous? It's Amari Cooper. 
which is ridiculous, right? Oh my god! I know. That is, now, that is the player that you, <laughs> that you talk smack about. Is this a reverse jinx? That's what it is exactly that. (laughs) Matt, you are right. It is a reverse jinx because Amari Cooper sucks and he's going to start sucking this week. No, in all honesty, and I've said this before, I I get a lot of crap from my talking crap of Amari Cooper. I still say he's a top 15 wide receiver, so I don't necessarily think that's talking crap about somebody. I just don't think he's as good as he has been. That being said, he's been phenomenal. He's wide receiver seven on the season. You drafted, most people got him, what, in the fourth or fifth round? They weren't even taking him as a wide receiver one. He was probably your wide receiver two. And he's produced, so I have to give him his props. I like Dak, but Dak's had some bad games. Amari Cooper's had one bad game outside of his injury game. So I'm going to take Amari Cooper because you probably drafted him later or not as your wide receiver one, and he and he's produced. So I'll give him his due for now, and then he's going to suck the rest of the season, and I'll end up winning all my bets that he finishes outside the wide receiver 10 range. That's all I care about. So let's go ahead and talk about our buy lows. All right. Am I kicking it off? Yes, sir. Kick it off. Uh, my buy low is Carson Wentz. Um, I think – People haven't talked about him a ton uh, so far. Going into the season, people thought he could be close to the top QB. He's QB 10 right now, uh, and they're going to be on a bye this week, and they come out of that against the Patriots, which isn't a great matchup. But after that, he has Seahawks, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, If he's QB 10 now, I think you could make a case that he, with that schedule on the back half and the Eagles – uh, pulling their typical second half, we're going to come alive and just smoke you. Uh, he could easily vault into the top five. Ah, oh, I love it so much. There was one standard scoring league that I was in that I drafted Andrew Luck. I drafted him in the sixth round, I think. It was irresistible. Anyway, <laughs> once I cut him, I had to pl- I had to do the dance for weeks and weeks. I did the dance. And then one day somebody dropped Carson Wentz and the dance stopped. And I, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I, I agree with you that Carson Wentz is going to continue on. My buy low, though, is Golden Tate. I feel like, especially for the Dynasty guys, there's a disconnect there because he's changed teams a couple times. So people have forgotten that Golden Tate is a weekly wide receiver, too. They've just forgotten it. Go out and buy him. You can buy him cheap. You can put him in your wide receiver two spot, whether you're playing redraft or dynasty, whether it's standard or PPR. You can play him every week. You don't have to worry about it. Golden Tate is my buy low. All right. Mine is a, is a guy I've talked about a couple times now uh, in, in a running back that I think you could probably get for fairly cheap, and that's Darius Geis. I, I still think that uh, while you probably won't get to play him much next week, as me and Matt talked about on the podcast Monday, with it being his first week back, but he can actually play for the Redskins on uh, next week. He's been practicing. We've seen that Coach Callahan wants to run the ball like crazy. I know they've got Adrian Peterson there, but Darius Geis, in my opinion, is 10 times more talented than Adrian Peterson. You are taking a little bit of a risk here because if he does get injured again, you're you're probably screwed because he's not coming back the rest of the year. But I do think he's a guy who could easily slide in as your RB2 or possibly even as low as a flex option and and give you value every single week. And I do think he's going to be the workhorse guy for the Redskins who will run the ball throughout the rest of your, your fantasy season. So he is my buy low. Who is your guy's sell high? Uh, mine is Amari Cooper. 
Uh, oh, I love okay. Amari Cooper, uh, and I think, you know, Vikings, uh, they have this week. He could be okay. Uh, the Lions have struggled, but, you know, they still have Darius Slay. But then, you know, when you start getting into the meat uh, of the end of the fantasy regular season, the beginning of the playoffs, they're at the Patriots, home for the Bills, at the Bears, home for the Rams. And if you look at those defenses, specifically what they've done against the pass with number one cornerbacks who, you know, are going to be on Cooper. Those are some really tough matchups. And I think uh, for as excited as people have been about him uh, and as much as I like him and the talent, those are sometimes some really tough matchups to max out against uh, and you could get some value back for him. What about you, Tony? Ooh. There's a bunch of players that I want to think about, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't see – there's nobody that's standing out to me that says they're screaming value. Gallup is interesting. Uh, Amari Cooper, I guess sell Amari Cooper high. But I don't think I want to sell Amari Cooper. I want to keep Amari Cooper. I don't know. The, the NFC East is really interesting. What do you think, Matt? I don't see – there's no player in the NFC East that screams to me that they must be sold because the value is at an all-time high. Is there somebody for you? Uh, as boring as this is going to be, I'm agreeing with Matt and my MVP candidate, Amari Cooper. That is some as what we had already talked about on the podcast earlier this week. He actually has a brutal schedule moving forward. Uh, not just him, the whole Cowboys team does. Whether it's good secondaries, good pass rushes, I, I think that the Cowboys are in. Uh, you know, I think even their next four games, we talked about a little bit. I could easily see them going one and one and three or possibly even 0-4 through their next four games, and I do think that that affects Amari Cooper a little bit. He, his value, in my opinion, is not going to get much higher than it already is, so if you can sell him now for some good players, that is who I would sell as well. There's just one division left. There is, so let's go just ahead and let you more. kick it off. Who is your MVP for the NFC West? I think this is another one of those divisions that we're all going to be on the same page about. Okay, well, who is it? Let's see. Let's see if we're all on the same page. Russell Wilson. I mean, he is the NFL MVP. Well, is he? What, before we... Let's... Oh, he... uh, what, Did what? you just already announce him as the NFL MVP? No, well, I, I went said... with uh, McCaffrey I... as the NFL MVP, well, that's but I, I think Russell to. Wilson, you can make a strong case for it. He would, he would be my MVP pick from the division, too. Okay. Then I technically, I guess I agree with you guys. I was trying to find somebody else, but there's really nobody else. I mean, maybe Cooper Cup, but he has had a couple of bad yeah, okay. games. I, I, I'll argue Cooper Cup because I, I want to be different. I mean, dude's been phenomenal. Same thing. I'll just keep my, my same argument I've been using all afternoon because why not? I mean, he, he's a guy that you drafted extremely late. Or not, I shouldn't say extremely late, but middle rounds. Uh, and he's producing as a wide receiver one. I know he had two bad games, but. I'll take him. I, no, and what I was saying, I'm not pronouncing Russell Wilson as the NFL MVP. It does seem like it leans more toward quarterbacks all the time, so that's why I think he's probably going to win it. I would vote for Christian McCaffrey if I had a vote. I don't care if he were to go out there and get injured this weekend. That's me knocking on wood to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, I would still vote for Christian McCaffrey because of what he's done uh, this season to be the NFL MVP. All right, so since we all agree on Russell Wilson, Matt, who is your buy low of the NFC West? Mine is uh, George Kittle. Um, you know, I still think he's getting a lot of targets. Uh, he hasn't put up the gaudy numbers he did or get talked about as much as he has in previous years. I actually, I think I've 
told you before, I found him on the waiver wire in two of my redraft leagues, which, yeah, which I find is crazy. ridiculous. In one league, I picked him up, put him in the lineup against the guy who had dropped him the week before and beat him by 10 points because his tight end flamed out. Uh, So, yeah, I, you know, I thought that was pretty good poetic justice. Uh, So, you know, I just feel like people have been wondering, you know, have been a little bit down on Kittle. I I still think he's great. I think touchdowns are fluky. Um, You know, people have talked about he's actually through the early part of the season was putting up more consistent numbers than he did through the early part of last season, which I think people just forget because they had such high expectations. Um, so if I can get him at a value, I'm, I'm scooping him up. Maybe well, I should have thought about sorry. Kittle as an MVP because when I consider his team and what they do, Kittle is a centerpiece of that offense. I agree with everything you're saying and I want to say buy low on George Kittle, but that seems cheap. I don't want to just agree with everything that you're saying. But when I look at other buy low candidates, I'm kind of struggling here. The Seahawks, uh, DK Metcalf's not really buy low anymore. Somebody help me out here because when I look at the rest of it, I'm missing something here. I don't see a, I don't see any candidate I want in the division. Uh, well, for me, I would take Christian Kirk. I, I like Kirk a lot. Uh, obviously, he's been injured, had one really good game before he got hurt. Uh, we we know, obviously, you got Drake and DJ in the backfield. Or I know there's a lot of reports out today. DJ might be playing a little bit of wide receiver. Uh, I, I just like Kirk. I think he's got a really good upside. We saw him play really well last year without Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray being there just helps him. Seems like Larry Fitzgerald, unfortunately, is just kind of falling off the face of the earth. I don't think that's him and his talent. I just think it's... It's that offense. Kirk is the deep downfield threat. Kyler Murray throws a beautiful ball. He's a guy I'd take a shot on that could end up being a, a wide res- high-end wide receiver too the rest of the way. So that, that was my buy low. Yeah. So you're saying last call on Christian Kirk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. I like that. All right. So then we'll, we'll kick it off with you. Who is your sell high? Me? Yes, sir. Me? Um... Gosh, that's another. Tr- this is troubling. This division is a bunch of middle of the road guys that are good enough. They're all good enough. Everybody, I mean, when I look at one guy that I say I need to sell high on, from a fantasy football perspective, Russell Wilson's a quarterback. It's difficult to sell him. So, Chris Carson, I'm selling high on Chris Carson. If I had to sell on somebody. Okay. What about you, Matt? My- I think uh, mine is a running back also, but I'm going with Tevin Coleman. You know, a couple of weeks ago with the four touchdowns, they were talking about him comparing him to Jerry Rice. He did all that on 13 touches, and I think that set a expectation that he's just incredible. And he's the guy to own. And, and I like his talent, and they are a team that wants to run the ball. But as we saw in their last game last Thursday, they have other people that they're giving touches to, and when you're splitting touches and you're in that 12 to 16 touch range, you can have some incredible games where you break for big plays and touchdowns, and you can also have some games where you suck the soul out of your the owner that played you with high expectations and put up 5.6 points. So, um, you know, if somebody's out there telling you he's a, a running back one, I'm I'm selling them to you at running back one value and laughing all the way down the stretch. 
That is that is exactly where I was going to go with. It was between him and Kenyon Drake, but I don't know if you could really sell Kenyon Drake that high with it just being the one game and the talks of DJ coming back. That, so, yeah, I'm with you, Tevin Coleman. All right, well, I think that does it. Tony, did you give us your sell high? I'm sorry, I, my, my mic keeps cutting in and out. Uh, I think so. This um, was Chris Carson. Chris Carson, yeah. right. Okay, so we it was a that back. was a weak answer. I backed out no, on that one. No, no, that's just, not. Yeah, I just not a bad not a bad answer at all. I, I like it. No, was, it's kind of a bad answer. I kind of want to have Chris Carson, but I would sell him if somebody would pay for him. That's all I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's different. You guys don't like Baker Mayfield. I think he's he's you know the best quarterback in the league. So you know. It's just, it's I never <laughs> said I didn't like Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. I mean, he just of, went from the most accurate quarterback to the least accurate quarterback well, in one year. That's my only problem with Baker Mayfield. And you know what? It's just for a more epic comeback starting this week against I know. the wanted Buffalo it's Bills defense. It's going to be fantastic. It is going to be fantastic. It. it is. Yes, I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fantastic. I, I can't know. wait. I know. Same here. I I, I watch it every every uh, every Sunday on my Madden game when he just destroys everybody. We're we're <laughs> we're nine and zero right now, and we're going to take it to ten and zero against the Bills this week. And I can feel it because that's really the only league that matters to me anymore. Well, guys, I appreciate you joining me on this Thursday as you do every Thursday. It's always a, a fun episode with the two of you. I look forward to talking to you guys again. Really quick, actually, before we cut out of here, I got to ask your advice, Tony, because it's somewhat matters tonight. I got two quarterbacks. I need a win this week. Jacoby Brissett's one of them, but I also have Derek Carr. What are your thoughts? Is Jacoby going to play this week, or should I just go ahead and go all in with Derek Carr, who's been sneaky good so far this season? Jacoby is not – I don't know if Jacoby's going to play this week. He practiced today. He, I think he, he is going to play. He practiced today, but Quentin Nelson landed on his ankle and his kneecap. Yeah. I'm going to say that there's a chance that Jacoby doesn't play the way that we want him to play. Okay. This week. So go with Carr. Now, having said that, Jacoby looks like he's going to play. So I would probably play him, but I'm a Colts fan. Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm, I'm being a little optimistic. I would temper expectations on Jacoby for a week, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he shows up and he's exactly what we all thought he was and what he has been before. All right, so thank you for talking me into Derek Carr. That's all I needed. I'll set that right now before the, the, the game starts. Oh, my God. I feel so guilty for talking you into Derek Carr. No, well, see, You shouldn't. Thing. You shouldn't. Matt is going to enjoy the 8.9 points oh, he gets God, out of his quarterback gotta... on a Thursday night. Come on, it's so dirty. man. Why are you going to do that to me? I need a win this week. I, I need this win. I just, Let me no... ask you a question. If your life depended on it, would you want to bet on Derek Carr? This week, yeah, because I don't – here's my thing. If I don't start Derek Carr, I have to drop him now. And it's it's between Daniel Jones and Ryan Fitzmagic. And I don't trust Ryan Fitzmagic I, against the Colts' defense. I would much rather take Daniel Jones than Derek Carr. Ugh, why you guys make this difficult Daniel Jones is playing the Jets. Their defense fundamentally does not exist. I mean, I've got to dip out of this. I'm totally biased, so I'm dipping out of this conversation. This is on you guys. But personally, I really love Jacoby, so I hope he shows up. Well, I love Jacoby too, but then that's my my fear is if I wait till Sunday and I'm like, hey, he's not going, Brian Hoyer's going, I don't want to, I can't drop anybody. I mean, I guess I could drop Mark Walton. I'm holding on to him for no reason, really. Uh, but I could drop Mark. Let Walton. me ask you a question. Did you see what the Chargers did to Aaron Rodgers last week? I did. But Aaron Rodgers is Derek not as Carr good. Is better Barber. than Aaron Rodgers. I do. Is that a trick question? 
You think Derek no, Carr is no, better really than no. Aaron Rodgers? Here, okay. I was trying to pull it up. I was trying to stall for a minute. Okay, so here's the best quarterbacks. Tell me who you would rather play. I got it's Kyle Allen, Mitch Trubisky, Little Mitchell Biscuits, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's it. Like you would really take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Derek Carr? No, but I thought you said Daniel Jones. I thought Daniel Jones was available. He got picked up already. That's what I get for being lazy and not attacking the waiver wire. Someone picked him up about an hour and a half ago. I would just start praying for the health of Jacoby Brissett. I might just do it. I might do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about it some more. But uh, You could drop Carr and pick up Brian Hoyer, and either way yeah, you're playing but... a Colts quarterback against a putrid Miami defense. Yeah, but Miami's defense is so bad against the run that I have a feeling they're just going to lean on Marlon Mack if Brissett's not there, and that worries me because then I'm not going to get anything from him. It's just such a gamble to I know to ride your entire hopes on a must-win week on Derek Carr on Thursday night. That's true. But what happens if he goes off for like 30 points and then I'm going to be like, oh, man, here we go. I don't know. We'll see. All I know is i got to make this decision quickly, so I'm going to go ponder it here for a little bit, probably cry until I just flip a coin and decide what I'm going to do. But I appreciate you guys for talking me into it then talking me out of it and talking me back into it again and then talking me back out of it. Uh, it has been helpful. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Much I wish you the best of luck in your fantasy matchups this weekend and enjoy your weekends. Yep, you too. Prepare for glory!